Welcome everyone to Couch Potato Diary. Happy Tuesday. My name is Peter Klein. Thank you very much for tuning in today. Uh, remember, rate, review, subscribe wherever you can. Um, if you are listening to this in podcast form, if you're watching it, like the video, subscribe to the channel. Coming up on the show today, it's a lot of football talk as we look at the fantasy football waiver wire. We look at the bad fantasy football team that might have been able to be yours. And we will get into some baseball offseason talk as we look at the teams that need the biggest offseasons the most this year. You can find me on social media, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. I'm at PrimetimeKlein, twitch.tv slash PrimetimePK, and you can email this show, CouchPotatoDiary, at yahoo.com. Um, I've said it before, but uh, you can find me on Sportsnet 960 The Fan this week. If you are looking for uh, some Flames talk, I'm mostly there. Um, also, I am on Game Over tomorrow after the Flames take on the Nashville Predators, so that is going to be where I am for that, and I just feel like that's enough hockey talk for me at that point. I'm just repeating things on here, and that's never fun for anyone, so um, that's what we are rolling with for this particular show today. Um, but as always, thank you all so much. Uh, reminder, you can find the show on Facebook as well. I don't think I said that in the uh, the, the whole thing to start this program today. Um so yeah, anyway, that is what is uh, on deck for the show. Thank you all so much, and let's get on with it with some football talk. All right, uh, fantasy football, we are getting into week 12. A lot of leagues, the trade deadline is now over, um, and so the fantasy football world continues to push forward. Um it's been an interesting year for your boy, fantasy football-wise. I have one league uh, where things are going really great. I have two leagues where things are going really great. A couple of leagues where things are going quite well. And a couple of leagues where, boy, we need some work going into the final couple of weeks of the regular season. So, um, as always, um, thank you um, for tuning in. I, I said that already. What I meant to say was, as always, uh, fantasy football waiver wire. We're looking at guys owning around 35% of leagues. So, uh, we'll start at the quarterback position. A uh, streamer was difficult to find this week, but I'm going Bryce Young for Carolina against the Tennessee Titans. Uh, 15% owned. This is a desperation play. This is more betting against a, a Tennessee secondary that has had some problems before. Because Bryce Young has had some problems. Um, interceptions are a major issue. But I, I think that he will be good enough to at least not kill you going up against a Tennessee defense that has been leaky so far this year. So I that, that's where I want. But right now, like, there's just not a lot out there for, for fantasy quarterbacks. This is why one of the things we were preaching at the beginning of the year, you don't want to fuck around with the waiver wire and quarterback this year. Get one of the big guys. And now not all the big guys have hit. I have Justin Fields in a league and that... Hasn't been all rainbows and sunshine, but um, a couple of them have, obviously. So, um, but yeah, Bryce Young is probably the, the way to go. Running back, I could only find one where I was like, okay, yeah, let's let's really lock in on this, and that's uh, Roshan Johnson of Chicago. That backfield, it, it felt like he was the straight up backup, and Khalil Herbert, um, I think he's quite good. A lot of people don't. So um, if one of those people are, is in charge of who runs the ball with Chicago, then Roshan Johnson could get a, a couple of good looks there. And Khalil Herbert is one injury away from Johnson being like the guy in Chicago, and Herbert has already been banged up. So Johnson at 20% available in Yahoo Leagues. All of these, by the way, Yahoo Leagues. Um, I, I think that that is probably the one that has the clearest path right now 
to success. At wide receiver, there's a couple. Odell Beckham Jr. Um, I, like I've said, I think that this Baltimore offense is really starting to click. I think that they have kind of figured out this offense and things are starting to roll for them a little bit. And Odell Beckham Jr. is going to be a part of that. I just want a piece of this Baltimore offense right now. That is why I want Odell Beckham Jr. as my wide receiver, um, or at least on my squad. The other one is Rondell Moore. It Like, he gets that bomb um, close to touchdown for... Uh, from Kyler Murray, and this offense looks better, and again, this is just an offense that I kind of want a little piece of right now, Rondell Moore, they've been using him out of the backfield, he is kind of their Debo Samuel right now, where they're just, give him the football because he's good with it, and Kyler Murray is good at getting guys the football, he's better than what they were rolling out there before, so this feels like a a spot where you can get pretty good value on a kid at 15% owned. Um, at tight end, we're staying with Baltimore. Isaiah Likely, we have seen in the past, it is not just a straight one-for-one. One. You get that guy, so uh, like, um, it's not a straight one-for-one. One. Mark Andrews goes down and Likely comes in. We've seen that before, but we also see that there aren't a whole lot of like quality tight ends. This guy's 4% available. Um, and so if you're in the Mark Andrews world, I think you can pretty safely um lock in with Isaiah Likely. Like I said, this offense is starting to click out in Baltimore. Um, and I, I think at least for this week, he's going to be pretty solid. So th this is absolutely, like I said, an offense I want a part of, and I think Likely can be a, a relatively decent replacement for Mark Andrews. Defensively this week, I'm going to England against the New York Jet, uh, Giants. Sorry, Tommy DeVito ain't it. Um, Tommy DeVito is, is not it at the quarterback spot for the, the Giants. I get they put up a bunch of points. That was more what the defense did against the commander's offense. That ain't it. So I, I like, um, New England here that this defense has not been the problem for New England. Now they, they've been banged up on the defensive side for sure. And it, it's not this juggernaut that you see out in Cincinnati or out in Pittsburgh or anything like that. Um, this has been a team that has some holes, but going up against this Giants team with no weapons whatsoever, uh, yeah, give me New England's defense here, uh, I think that they have a, a real shot of putting up some big fantasy points this week, so those are your waiver wire options for the week, now, let's get into the stupid good fantasy football team of the week, uh, each week I go through and see some of the lowest owned players in fantasy football who put up the biggest points. It just shows how volatile this fantasy football world can be and how just on a random day, um, random guys can come up with giant fantasy days and it makes this whole thing a little bit unpredictable sometimes. So our stupid good fantasy team of the week at quarterback, um, Tommy DeVito, 3% owned 22.54 fantasy points for the New York Giants. Like I said, this is not a good quarterback, but he got a good matchup against Washington defense, put him in some good spots to get some touchdowns and they were able to put points up on the board, at least fantasy points for Tommy DeVito. At uh, running back, it is Ty Johnson from Buffalo, a whopping 0% owned, 11.8 fantasy points. Um, Latavius Murray fantasy owners curse the sky. There's nothing actionable about this. You're not running out to pick him up in, in your leagues. This was a team up by 100, giving uh, another running back uh, a bit of run. Uh, also at running back, Sylvain Ahmed, 2% um, owned 9.1 fantasy points. He comes in with Devon Achan getting um, banged up again in this game. Um, and so Ahmed, I, I think, again, nothing actionable from this. 
Just a lot of frustration that a running back at 2% owned is putting up nine fantasy points. At the wide receiver spot, it is Khalil Shakur, 11.1% uh, owned, 17.5 fantasy points. Again, I don't know what's actionable about this. I think it was just garbage time stuff, but wow, what a performance there. Um, also, Darius Slayton, 2% owned, 14.2%, uh, or sorry, 14.2 fantasy points. Um, at the tight end spot, Stone Smart, who I have absolutely never heard of before, 0% owned, 11.1 fantasy points, and our flex, this one's actionable, go pick this guy up, 15% owned, Rondale Moore, 11.4 fantasy points. On the defensive side, again, the New York Giants had a big day against Washington, 3% owned, which is probably too high, and 23 fantasy points, and your kicker, Cairo Santos for Chicago, 2% owned. 17 fantasy points. Get kickers out of fantasy football. Get them out. This is stupid. Um, but all of that combined means this fantasy team where the biggest owned uh, player of the week was, let's see, who even was it? Uh, Rondell Moore at 15%. They come away with 137.64 fantasy points. Another reminder of how cruel fantasy football really is. It's so mean. Let's talk baseball. The offseason is here. It's actually started. Um, and so I thought a good time to, to look at the baseball offseason for the week. Uh, we're going to do the how they were built with the Texas Rangers coming up later in the week. Uh, also going to do a MLB accountability episode at some point here very, very soon. So um, let's get into who needs the, the biggest offseason or the best offseason um, in baseball. We'll go five through one. Number five, uh, it's a bit of a homer pick. I don't think a lot of other people are talking about it, but I do think the Toronto Blue Jays need a big offseason. Back-to-back postseasons where they have been swept in the wild card round in remarkably disappointing fashion. Uh, last season was no fun. Um, it, it was a slog all year. This pitching staff came through for this team time and time again. It I think now with just a couple years left before Bo and Vlad get real expensive or get real gone, you need to put a strong team around these guys. Like this needs to be an all in off season for the Blue Jays. Um, I'm happy that they're in the talks of Shohei Otani. I'm not overly optimistic, but get Bellinger, right? Like go out and get that guy. Th this team needs to do something, I think, rather substantial to make their mark and not just settle for wildcard spots anymore. This needs to be a team with the young talent they have uh, that is competing for a division championship. So I think the Blue Jays need this offseason real bad. Uh, they are number five. At number four, it's the LA Dodgers. Last season, it felt like last season was just kind of a holding pattern. All of their pitchers got hurt. They didn't spend a ton of money for their standards. And it was kind of all, okay, yeah, it's all geared towards them going out and getting Shohei Otani this offseason. That's that's what this whole offseason, or this, this whole season kind of felt like. It almost felt like they were punting it. We'll see how good we can do, but... We want Shohei. Um, if they don't get him, they, I think, are going to be extremely aggressive, as they always are. But I, like, I, I think that there is kind of a need for that, right? This was a disappointing year for the LA Dodgers. Like I said, kind, not by design, but 
they weren't going to go all in on this season knowing the financial commitments they had coming down the road or were prepared to make anyway coming down the road with Shohei Otani. But that this team was absolutely ravaged with injuries um, in the rotation. I think they're going to need to address this pitching rotation. I think that another bat or two will help because um, Freddie Freeman and Mookie Betts, if they both go cold at the same time like they did in the playoffs, then it's just over. And they have a couple of guys coming up like Clayton Kershaw is a big one. Um, more name value, I, I think, than production. Uh, J.D. Martinez is an interesting one as well. So we'll, we'll see what happens with this L.A. Dodgers team. But I, I think that they need a big offseason here. Not that there's a whole lot of pressure coming in the West, although, I mean, the Diamondbacks went to the World Series. But I, I think that this is going to be... This is one where I think Dodger fans are really going to demand that this team go out and make a, a big splash. At three at San Francisco, the, the Giants last year were a couple of a couple of moves away from having this be an epic one, right? Like, they had Carlos Correa and Aaron Judge, according to reports. Like, Carlos Correa was there for a week. They had Aaron Judge for about an hour, apparently, um, according to reports. But now that they were, that they took a significant step back, and I think there's starting to be a frustration with the, this fan base. Like, hey, like, it's great you won 100 games a couple of years ago. No one thought that was sustainable. Can we get some talented guys in here? It can't, Mitch Hanniger can't be the biggest move this offseason for this team, right? Like, they need to go out and make a, a real splash to be competitive with the Diamondbacks, to be competitive with the Dodgers, and be competitive in the, the National League wildcard. Um, I think you're going to see a lot of teams who are in that wildcard race take steps. We've already seen Philadelphia. Um, they, they locked in Aaron Nola. They are absolutely going for it one more time. I would imagine they'll be busy. I think the Cubs are ready to make a, a couple chips in the middle moves and really push this thing forward now a little bit. Um, and so I think because of that, this is going to be a big offseason for San Francisco to not only like try to surpass some of these teams, but even just to keep up. Uh, I think the Giants and a fan base that's getting a little restless need a big offseason here. Coming in at number two, it's a team that's already been busy this offseason, the St. Louis Cardinals. What happened last year with the Cardinals doesn't happen to the Cardinals. And when you have Nolan Arenado and Paul Goldschmidt on your team, you need to be successful. And they just, they weren't. It was a bad baseball team last year. Um, I wonder if a couple of the kids are available. They are in desperate need of pitching, as has been shown by their moves in free agency, getting Lance Lynn, getting Kyle Gibson early in free agency, but they're not done. They, that type of a year in St. Louis, like I said, it just simply does not happen. And now, like, could this run for the Brewers be ending, right? Like, it sounds like there's a couple of pitchers who could be available out in Milwaukee. Um, the, like, the, the Cubs are going for it. But aside from that, like, the Pirates, nah. The, the Reds had a, a competitive year last year. We'll see what they are. But this division feels open again. And the, the, the Cardinals should be the team that goes in and really gets the job done. That'll probably, I would guess that would be more through trade than free agency, but that this is going to be a big offseason for them. And number one, it's the New York Yankees. This was the worst Yankee season since 1992. Um, the fan base is fed up with the decision-making and the lack of accountability. It is stunning to me that no one got fired after that season. Um, Brian Cashman and comments like just outright lying about what well, we have one of the smallest analytics departments in the league. Oh, actually it's one of the top five biggest in baseball. Um, it was a piss poor team a season ago by Yankee standards. And this year, Yankee fans' hopes are high, right? Like they, they want Shohei, they're probably not going to get him, but they want Soto. They want Bellinger. They want Yamamoto. Like they, and, and it, I'm not saying that as either or. You, you notice I didn't say or in there. I, 
I should have said and. They want Bellinger. And they want Soto. And they want Yamamoto. And probably another pitcher too. And probably a bullpen piece. So, like, this is a Yankee fan base that is fed up with just squeaking into the playoffs or just squeaking over 500. And I would imagine another season like they had last year means that's it for Cashman and that's it for Boone. But I, I would have lost a significant amount of money on betting that those guys wouldn't be here to make these decisions this time around. I am genuinely surprised that there were no big changes in New York. And I think there need to be big changes to this roster to make Yankee fans happy. Like they, this needs to be a, the Yankees win the off season type of a, a year. And look like they have pretty glaring needs, right? Um, we, we've heard that they're in on Kevin Kiermeyer with Dominguez getting hurt after the, the great run he had after getting called up post trade deadline. Um, you, you can absolutely see that they need a ton of pitching help. Um, it was basically Garrett Cole and no one else. Severino took a gigantic step back. Cortez got hurt. Um, Rodon was hurt and then wildly inconsistent. They just, they have a lot of needs and they're the Yankees. Um, and they generally fill those with big spending. And this is a fan base that will likely accept nothing less. So that is, uh, those are the top five teams that need, um, have the most pressure on them coming up this off season. Now let's get into today's ticket. We got a win last night with the Philadelphia Eagles covering plus two and a half. Um, we got a little greedy with the uh, the player props this week and it didn't work. So that was a, a bit disappointing because otherwise we had a winning week. But let's get into now today's ticket. Only a couple games on today's ticket. No hockey this evening, only basketball. So um, it is the Toronto Raptors plus 110 over the Orlando Magic. Uh, the, the Raptors are getting healthier and the Orlando is good. Orlando is quite good. I'm interested to see this matchup tonight, but... Uh, the, the Raptors, I, I still think when everyone is healthy, they are a bit better than Orlando. So getting them at an underdog price, I like that. Um, and the Lakers, minus seven and a half against the Utah Jazz. Um, I, it looks like the Lakers are taking this play-in tournament thing kind of seriously. Um, they beat the shit out of Memphis the other night. Utah is not what they were a season ago. I, I think that has all kind of come crashing back down a little bit. So I, I think this is a good spot to, to take the Lakers by a, a pretty good number there. So uh, Raptors plus 110 and Lakers minus one, or, sorry, minus seven and a half points. Uh, both those numbers, by the way, coming from Bodog. I don't say that as much anymore, um, but yeah. So that is it for uh, today's ticket. And that's today's show. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Again, if you want more of my hockey thoughts, that is on Sportsnet 960 The Fan. I'm there all week, Monday to Friday, 9 a.m. to 6 a.m. Um, you can also catch me on Game Over on the SDPN YouTube channel. Wherever you are consuming this bit of content, that is also there. Um, so you can find us there on uh, SDPN. I'm going to be with Paige Seward tomorrow as we look at uh, the Flames and the Nashville Predators. So that is where you can find me for the rest of the week. Uh, coming up on the show tomorrow, we're doing things a little bit differently this week. NFL power rankings are going to be on Wednesday's show because we have the three NFL games on Thursday. Um, so Wednesday's show is going to be NFL power rankings and how the Texas Rangers built their championship team. On Thursday, we're looking at the quarterback situation on every NFL team. And we are also going to be doing the accountability episode for Major League Baseball. And then coming up on Friday, it is going to be a legacy look for the fights portion of the Fights in Football Friday. And it is going to be um, the full NFL preview. Also coming up on Thursday, I am hoping to do instant reaction podcasts to the three games that we watch on Sunday night. Um, so tune in for all of that. 
Uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Find me on social media, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. I'm at PrimetimeKline, twitch.tv slash PrimetimePK. And you can email this show, CouchPotatoDiary, at yahoo.com. Like the video, subscribe to the channel, leave a comment, uh, rate, review, subscribe to the podcast, and I will talk to all y'all later.